Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. The case being made for a new convention center in Buffalo. So today we are here to announce the completion of the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center study to offer to the community a starting point of a conversation and discussion on what comes next for Buffalo in Erie County. We're not just throwing out the idea that this is functionally obsolete. We've looked carefully at not only what exists today, but what could possibly be done in the future. And uh, we have found that it's just simply too small to accommodate If we want to showcase the progress and economic development we are seeing locally to new and larger audiences, we will have to act. Doing nothing is not an option. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Three options are under consideration for the future of the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. Erie County Executive Mark Polencars and Visit Buffalo Niagara President Pat Kaler presenting the results of a multi-month study conducted by HVS Consulting about the future of the center on Thursday afternoon inside the old convention center, or current convention center, I guess. We'll let the press conference do the talking here. It's a little dry, but with hundreds of millions of dollars on the line in Erie County, it's kind of important, right? We, if you did not know it, are gathered here today in what is the oldest but still functioning but never renovated convention center in the United States. I want to give you a few uh, little notes to make you realize how old it is. This is County Executive Mark Polencars and his lengthy setup to the study's presentation. This facility is turning 40 years old this year and a lot was happening locally and nationally as this building opened its doors in 1978. The blizzard of 1977 was a recent memory. The Buffalo Braves moved to San Diego that year. Jimmy Griffin began the first of his four terms as mayor. That tells you how long ago it was. Uh, In August of 1978, Love Canal actually became a national story. A gallon of gas cost 65 to 70 cents. The Bills had Joe Ferguson as quarterback and Chuck Knox as head coach. And the Sabres were led by Captain Danny Gare. It's been that long, folks. While all this was happening in the meantime, many other notable events have happened in our region and across the country. You see this building, and while there's some changes to it, and I want to thank the staff from the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center and Department of Public Works for the work that they've done to try to update and modernize this facility as much as they can, it really isn't that different from what it was when it opened 40 years ago. As I've said previously, when the convention center was built, it was already too small and inefficient at its time compared to other convention centers that we are in the market group, so to speak, with across the country. And it's really starting to show its age now. In many ways, the convention and tourism industry has passed it by. And we see that every year when convention and meeting planners take their business elsewhere. I get the reports on a quarterly business basis. I see the reports from Visit Buffalo Niagara. We lose hundreds of events that could be here because of this facility. 
And why is that? Well, during the last 40 years, while we've had this and modernized it a little bit, but still have pretty much the same structure as 1978, many other communities across the country have built new facilities that far surpass what we have here in Buffalo. And they've reaped the benefits from the increased convention and visitors' business and tourism as a result. Just to give an example of some of our peer group, Milwaukee, Richmond, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, all have new centers that are suited to the needs of the modern convention attendees. All are moving forward and generating more business along with more income for their communities. While we try to do, make do with this 40-year facility that is literally a dinosaur in the convention and visitors industry. So today we are here to announce the completion of the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center study, which is now available online at the erie.gov website to offer to the community a starting point of a conversation and discussion on what comes next for Buffalo in Erie County. We'll soon hear from Tom in a few minutes regarding the methodology of the study and what the study primarily found. But before I turn it over to Tom, I wanted to talk about some certain points that stand out in this study. Uh, it's a stark assessment of the current convention center facility, which as the the study determines, based on an examination of this facility in depth and looking at other facilities, that this facility is functionally obsolete. It has fatal flaws that limit its usefulness as we go forward in the future. The study also describes the unappealing prospect of spending millions of dollars to maintain an unsatisfactory status quo here while convention business steadily goes elsewhere. The study outlines the need for much larger exhibition and meeting spaces that are more flexible and more adaptable to handle multiple events at once, which we really can't do here. It also highlights the need for additional hotel rooms to accommodate more visitors. The study outlines the potential economic impact a new convention center would have on our economy. HVS estimates that a redeveloped Buffalo Niagara Convention Center would host between 184 to 191 additional or annual events, 184 to 191 annual events compared to the 142 in the existing facility, would attract between 425,000 to 480,000 attendees compared to the 287,000 today, would generate between 57 to 65,000 room nights annually compared to the 27,000 that are done currently, believes that it would create a new direct spending in our local economy of estimated 31 to $34 million, realizing at least $1.5 million in new sales and uh, hotel bed tax and uh, over 25 years could relight in additional spending of nearly $500 million. And, and with because of new hotel rooms that would be necessary, would create up to uh, 200 additional jobs. Now, the study explores potential sites, which you'll hear from Tom, how they got to that point, and the decision that was made as to, if you are to expand or build, here's where it would be. But I think we have to remember there's a very important question we have to answer as a community before we pick a site. And that is, do we want to remain in the convention business? Because if the answer is yes, this building is not the answer. Unfortunately, if we do want to stay in the convention and visitors business, this facility in its current footprint is not going to work for us. Uh, we would have to be, if we kept this current facility, we'd have to be uh, satisfied with smaller groups 
fewer retaining, uh, re- returning guests, less revenue and less business for local hotels, restaurants, uh, other types of entertainment facilities, and of course revenue that's generated by the county, sales and bed tax, which helps keep our property taxes at one of the lowest rates in all of New York State. In effect, if we decide to not do anything, we will be making a decision to leave the convention and meet a meeting business because eventually the dinosaur of the building that we're all in will go the way of the dinosaurs. It will become extinct. However, if we do want to remain in the convention business, as I said, doing nothing is not an option, we will have to make a significant investment. If we want a state-of-the-art convention center that will draw new and bigger conventions, meetings, and people from across the world, then, of course, doing nothing is not an option, and we will have to do a significant amount of infrastructure investment. We are living in the 21st century, this great new Buffalo, this great new Erie County, and we're standing in a 1978 convention center. If we want to showcase the progress and economic development we are seeing locally to new and larger audiences, we will have to act. We recommend moving from the current 64,000 square feet of exhibition space into 120 to 150,000 square feet of exhibition space. That's Thomas Szynski, HVS Convention Sports and Entertainment Facilities Consulting. He's the guy that heads up the company that conducted the study. Nearly tripling the amount of meeting space, and this is extremely important in a a convention center today, the ratio of meeting space to exhibition space is growing. It needs to grow here, and and really having a well-functioning ballroom uh, with uh, 30 to 40,000 square feet of space. So the idea of this expansion is not just to get bigger events, uh, but to do more simultaneous events. So divisibility and functionality is extremely important, which is one of the uh, limiting factors of this current facility. So if that were done, then Buffalo would move up the ladder to being in the mid-range of your competition. So we're not uh, we're not uh, doing a pie-in-the-sky recommendation that you leapfrog uh, other facilities, but really just get into the competitive market in a way that matches your, other, your market potential, which is determined by more than just the building itself. Um, so we then had to confront the issue of, well, where should this go? Uh, we were given a wide range of sites to look at initially. So we did a site suitability analysis on the sites that are showing included this site um, and uh, a number of others. And we rated them on um, a large set of criteria. We did careful analysis of what was around these facilities, what the neighborhoods were like. Uh, for example, what, what is hotel proximity? So we had a lot of uh, criteria that fell into various categories of is the site adequate? What's the urban impact? How do you access it? What are financial issues associated with it? So we graded the, the, them on each one of these, and uh, two of them emerged as clear, clearly preferred, and that was the expanded site uh, of the BNCC today and uh, what we're calling the HSBC lot site. So I want to talk about those. First of all, um, it was important to do a thorough analysis. Uh, we're, just, we're not just throwing out the idea that this is functionally obsolete. We've looked at carefully at not only what exists today, but what could possibly be done in the future. And uh, we have found that it's just simply too small to accommodate the building program. Uh, And this idea of hosting simultaneous events just doesn't occur here today because it doesn't have the flexibility to do so. 
there's ceiling height problems, very deep structural problems. Um, and if you were to try to renovate this space, you'd have to shut it down. We heard from existing users that that's a very bad idea because um, it could actually kill events that are recurring every year here. Um, uh, it would, if you tried to do it, it would be a complicated building, not, still not very functional. And you'd have to invest in existing aging infrastructure. Um, it wouldn't have adequate circulation. And the effect that this has is kind of a, uh, we call it a bunker aesthetic. Uh, it really doesn't achieve the goals of a contemporary convention center of being transparent and open and welcoming to the community. Uh, so it's very clear that uh, if you want to move in the right direction that this site is not adequate. So. Two others offer real advantages and some disadvantages. Uh, expanding this site uh, accommodates the lower range of the program. What we did is uh, we uh, envisioned uh, involving the Statler Hotel uh, as a connector between this building and a new structure um, between Delaware and Mohawk uh, that would uh, uh, provide primarily the exhibit space and the current building would be converted to ballroom and meeting space. So this accomplishes uh, uh, the lower range of the program, building program that we recommended. Um, it's it, prime, one of its primary advantages is the current proximity to hotels and other uh, amenities within the city. Uh, you can maintain operations in this building during construction of the new and then renovate this. Uh, so there would be no interruption of operations. Uh, we also surveyed event planners about a lot of things, and one of the questions we asked them was, what site area would you prefer? And depending on the event planner, uh, but most of, them, most of them preferred a site around the existing convention center. Um, reusing the existing building has its merits. Uh, and then this opportunity to uh, uh, bring the Statler back to life is a real advantage of this, this option. Um, but there are certain things that mitigate against it. Uh, it's, it uh, doesn't have any expansion potential, and it still would be a complicated building with a lot of vertical moving of freight. Um, and, uh, and, you know, vertical construction is expensive. And so it, has, it carries some, some disadvantages. And we, also, we looked at the HSBC site that has some of those advantages, but also its own disadvantages. Uh, it could accommodate the higher range of the building program and allow for future expansion. Um, it could create a very efficient floor plan, uh, very simple kind of building that would be easier to construct, probably less expensive to construct. Um, you could maintain operations in this building during that construction. And uh, then this, this could become a resource, right? Because this is sitting on valuable land and it could become a resource for potential funding of the project. Its primary drawback in its current state is that neighborhood lacks proximity to hotels and restaurants, and this is why event planners didn't prefer that particular site. Um, so it's, it, it's, it, it's a, today it's not as attractive of a neighborhood as this is for a convention center. So it's weighing those issues uh, that are involved in a final selection of site. Um, in 2017, the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center was occupied 281 days out of the year by 148 events 
that attracted over 250,000 people through the doors. Patrick Kaler heads up Visit Buffalo Niagara. That's the organization that oversees the current convention center and all the business that results from it and to it. To say he has a vested interest in it all is, well, an understatement. Now, these are very impressive numbers, especially for a 40-year-old convention center, the oldest continually operating convention center in the United States without a renovation or expansion project. A less impressive number is 783. That represents the numbers of meetings and conventions, events, banquets, sporting events, dance competitions, and other business that over the last five years were lost due to unavailable dates, the center's size, or planners' dissatisfaction with the condition and aging nature of the center. 783 uh, meetings also represent hundreds of thousands of hotel room nights, hundreds of millions of dollars in economic impact, and thousands of hours of employment that were lost uh, for the tourism workforce because we could not uh, accommodate those events in Buffalo. Unfortunately, without a plan for the center's future, that number will continue to grow at a faster pace. While the center's numbers, uh, number of days occupied, the number of events, and the number of people who pass through the doors will diminish, this will stymie uh, so much of the growth of the and momentum that we have seen in the downtown area in re recent years. One such piece of business that Buffalo could potentially use, uh, lose um, has everything to do with the size of the convention center, and that is the annual snow symposium that is brought to our destination through the NFTA. This meeting has been taking place in Buffalo for over 30 years, with the last 13 years taking place in Buffalo because it has continued to outgrow other spaces in our destination. The scope and content of this meeting has evolved and changed over the last 30 years. And as you can imagine, technology and the size of equipment has also grown to massive proportion, requiring more square footage for the display. Fortunately for Buffalo, at this point, this meeting is committed through 2022. After that, this piece of business that generates nearly $1.8 million in economic impact on their biggest equipment year could be in jeopardy and being moved to a different city that will fit the size needs. Taking the next steps to implement this study will ensure that Buffalo would become the premier meetings and convention destination that planners will book to create overnight stays, fill our restaurants and entertainment venues, further add to the $1.8 billion industry that keeps um, our employment base running. The study recommends uh, recommendations could make the uh, Buffalo Niagara Convention Center, the crown jewel of our destination's revitalization and provide a once-in-a-lifetime return on investment for the city of Buffalo and Erie County. And if some county lawmakers have their way, the decision will be up to you, the voter, in the form of a referendum. So stay tuned. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.